The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Daf Lamed Zayin, today's Daf is being studied in Nishmat, Mor Zekini, Yosef Ben Sarah, Marat Zekinati, Yafa Batsara. And we are going to begin 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 lines from the bottom. Let's just review over here. We're in the middle of a story. <coughs> where uh, a fellow was Tokeya Lahavero. That's a person he uh, blew in his friend's ear and he caused them embarrassment. So the Gemara said that he had to pay a Sela uh, for the biyush, for the damage of embarrassing. <coughs> so the Gemara said that the Sela that they use in this payment is a Kesef Medina, which is a uh, an eighth of the value of Kesef Tzuri. Uh, so a Tzela would actually be valued as a half a dinar of Kesef Tzuri, which is a small amount of money. So back to the story, so they told the guy that he gets a half a dinar for his embarrassment, that the other guy embarrassed him. So Gemara begins, <coughs> So the fellow that came to the Betin to get his bullshit money, he said, Since it's only half a zoos, I'm not interested, which means uh, it's not worth it for me. So he might as well give it to the poor people. But then he changed his mind. And he told Rabbi Yosef, Nidve Nihali, give it to me, I'll take it. Izil ve'ibare ben nafshai. And I'll go, I'll buy some food with it, and I'll uh, make myself healthy. Amal Rabbi Yosef, kevar zachu be'aniyim. Says, I'm sorry, it's too late. The aniyim already are zokhe with that money. Which means the money belongs to them already. Fa'afagav deleka aniyim hacha. Which is, even though there weren't any poor people over there, still Rabbi Yosef said, <coughs> once the guy pledged it, the money belongs to them. Why? Anan yad aniim anan. Rabbi Yosef was the Gabbai Tzedakah. So he comes along and says, my hand is the extension of the aniim, and therefore when I hold on to the money, it's as if the aniim got the money. The Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel Yetomim, Enam Sedichim Perosbon. What is a Perosbon? We know during the Shemitah year, all uh, debts that are owed to a person become cancelled. 
unless he writes what's called a prosbol, which transfers his debts to betin, which means an individual is not allowed to collect his debts during Shemitah, but betin is allowed. So now Yitomim, they don't have to write a prosbol, which means even without it, the Shemitah will not cancel out their debts. Why? Because betin is considered the hand of the Yitomim. And therefore, automatically, all their shtarot are transferred to Bedin. Yatumim do not need a prosbol, because automatically Bedin serves as their agent. Rabban Gamliel u Bedino Avihen Shal Yatumin Hayu. Gemara says that. The Ban Gabriel was the Nasi of Yisrael, and for that matter, any Betin that is considered Hashuv, they are appointees on all the Anyanim of the Yetumim. And therefore, even without a Prosbol, it's considered that all their debt is transferred to the Betin. But you don't even have to know about it. So similarly, Rabbi Yosef was saying, I am the hand of the poor people, and therefore, once you pledged it, and therefore, so I have it, Therefore, belongs to them. You cannot rescind. Comes the Gemara and tells another story about somebody that was tokeya that screamed in his friend's ear. Hanan Bisha. There was a fellow called Hanan Bisha. Bisha literally means he was a bad person. Taka lelahu gavra. So what did he do? He blew into somebody's ear. So he came in front of Ravuna for judgment. Amale so Ravuna tells Hanan Bisha. Zil Havle Palga de Zuza. So you gotta pay the money of Boshet, which is half a Zuz. Havale Zuza Macha. Which means this Hanan Bisha guy, he had a Zuz, but it was all, it was all uh, diminished. I mean, like it was crushed. Uh, the image on it wasn't, uh, wasn't clear. And therefore, uh, people would not take change uh, in the olden days. Right, he had money changes, but no one would take that worn out coin as change. He had a full coin, and he only had to pay half. So he wanted to pay him half a zoo's worth. However, he wasn't able to find somebody to make change because nobody wanted that inferior coin. So what did he do? So he blew in his other ear, uh, or a second time, and now he owes him another half a zuz, and therefore he gave him the whole coin. That's the Gemara teaching us over here, that we follow uh, the shita that says the Selah is indeed half a zuz, and uh, that's uh, like we learned above. And that's why he blew in his ear again, he was Rasha. And I gave him the whole coin. Comes the next Mishnah. Shor shehu mu'ad lemino. Let's say you have an ox that is a mu'ad for its own species. For example, it's a mu'ad for goring oxen. Ve'enu mu'ad l'she'enu mino. However, it's not mu'ad for not its species. Which means, let's say you have an ox that gored three times. It gored oxen three times. But it did not gore other uh, animals. Uh, so therefore, for its own kind, it's considered a mu'ad, but it's not considered a mu'ad for enomino. Mu'ad le'adam ve'enu mu'ad behema. 
Is, let's say the animal is a mu'ad for goring people, but it's not a, a mu'ad for goring animals, which means it gored a man three times. Or you have another case, mu'ad leketanim, which means it's a mu'ad, let's say, to gore small animals. For example, an agil. Ve'enu mu'ad legedolim, but it's not a mu'ad, let's say, to gore uh, bigger animals. So it says, Etchu mu'ad lo meshalem nezek shalem, which means to the species that is considered a mu'ad, so the owner has to pay nezek shalem. Et she'enu mu'ad lo meshalem hatsi nezek, and to the one that is not considered a mu'ad, so of course he'll only have to pay hatsi nezek. Amru lefner biyuda. So the students said that the question in front of the biyuda. Mu'ad le Shabbatot, ve'enu mu'ad lahol. Let's say the animal is a mu'ad for goring on Shabbat, but he's not a mu'ad for goring during the weekday. Which means you have an animal that gored on three consecutive Shabbatot. Well, however, during the week it doesn't gore, so therefore the Talmidim asked the question. How do you look at the goring over here? Do you look at it as Shabbat and the weekday are separate? And therefore when he goes on Shabbat he pays Nezik Shalem. When he goes during the week he'll pay Hatsi Nezik. Or do you say... Or do you say that it's considered the same? Which means... We don't make a difference between Shabbat and a weekday. And therefore, it's all considered a mu'ad for all days. That's basically the Gemara's question. Now, why would an animal be more prone to gore on Shabbatot on the weekday? So the Mephashim explained, as she brings down, because he's batel memelacha. So since on Shabbat he doesn't work the animal, so the animal has more time on its hands, so it's a little bored, so it gets into mischief. So therefore it's a mu'ad for Shabbatot, but it's not a mu'ad for So that's the question they asked the Biyudah. So he comes along and answers. Amad la'em, l'shabbatot, m'shalem, nezek shalem, l'motachol, m'shalem, hatsi nezek. Indeed, the Biyudah separated. And said for Shabbatot, is considered a mu'ad if he goes, and he pays nezek shalem. However, l'motachol, for the weekdays, he will indeed pay Hatsi Nezek. Oh, when does uh, the animal go back to becoming a Tam? Which means even for Shabbatot. Which means that after he became a Mu'ad for the Shabbatot. They brought in front of him that species. On three Shabbatot. And he did not gore... Then he goes back to becoming a tam. Meaning, then after the fourth time, if he went on Shabbat, he only would have to pay Hatzinezik. So therefore, to go back to becoming a tam, they have to put three animals in front of him on three different Shabbatot, and he does not gore them, so he goes back to becoming a tam. And now the Gemara begins its analysis of our Mishnah. And the Gemara says, Itmar, we have a statement. Ravzvid Amar Ve'enomu'ad Tenan 
בפאפה אמר, אינו מועד תנן. But it was not a mu'ad for not its species, for a different animal. So the question is, what is the proper text of our Mishnah? So Rav Zevit's text was, ve'eno mu'ad, meaning he had a vav, ve'eno mu'ad. And the papa's text was, eno mu'ad. Now what is the difference between this text over here? So the text is like this. According to our Mishnah, we're talking about According to Rav Zavid, he's a mu'ad for oxen, ve'eno mu'ad, and he's not a mu'ad for other types of animals. How do you know that? So the Mephashim uh, are explaining over here, the pshat is that we know for a fact he's not a mu'ad, because we put different animals in front of him, and he did not gore them. So that the Mishnah is coming along to say, that he pays Nezik Shalem for the species that he gores, and is considered a tam for the other ones. So that would be the quantity of Zvid. Ve'enu Mu'ad means we know for a fact that he's not Mu'ad. Rav Papa, on the other hand, does not have the word Vav. He just says, if a person, if an animal is Mu'ad for its species, Enu Mu'ad, automatically, Mistama, it's not a Mu'ad for other species. So it's a big enough coming out between Navzvit and Papa. Whereas Vid's mashma, meaning you have to know that he's not a Mu'ad, meaning animals are born in front of him and he did not gore. Whereas according to the Papa, no, just because you're a Mu'ad for one species, Mistama in a Mu'ad for other species. And the Gabriel explains it. Navzvit Amar, Ve'en a Mu'ad Tina, Hastama, Have a Mu'ad. That's right, which means only because you know he's not a mu'ad. Because you put the animals in front of him and he did not gore. But according to Rav Zavid, he will be considered a mu'ad. Which means, once it gores one species, it will gore all species, unless you know for a fact. That's why his girsa is, It's a statement, that once already you're telling me it's a mu'ad for one species, fact be told. So therefore, according to the Papa, the Nastam, just because he's a Mu'ad for one type of species, does not mean he's a Mu'ad for other types of species. So Gemara says, what is their proofs of this? So the Gemara is going to start bringing proofs for each Shita. Rav Zvid Daik Mesefa, Rav Papa Daik Meresha. Rav Zvid makes a diuk from the end of the Mishnah, and Rav Papa makes a diuk from the B. Getting the Mishnah. Rav Zvi Daik Misefa Diktani. What did it say at the end of our Mishnah? It said, Mu'ad Leketanim, Ve'enu Mu'ad Legedulim. Okay? Now, what was that case? So we learned the court that Rashi means Mu'ad Leketanim. The animal is a Mu'ad to gore small animals. But it's not Mu'ad to gore bigger animals. So the Gemara comes along now and makes a Diyuk. I amad pishlama. Ve'eno mu'ad ketani. If you're learning like Rav Zavid, that the text of the Mishnah is ve'eno mu'ad legedolim. Hastame, which means, we know for a fact, it means animals will put in front of it. Hastame, 
have a mu'ad, but minastam, if it's a mu'ad for ketanim, minastam, it's a mu'ad for gedolim, hakamash ma'lan, so the hadush of the Mishnah then is, ta'afilim ketanim le gedolim, namem istam have a mu'ad, that's a hadush of the Mishnah, that is sure that's mu'ad for ketanim, minastam is mu'ad for gedolim, that is indeed a hadush. However, ela, i amart inu mu'ad ketani, if you're telling me, fact be told, that if he's a mu'ad for ketanim, he is not a mu'ad. Minastam, stamalu have a mu'ad. So the Gibraltar says, what do you mean? Hashta yesh tomat. Meketanim leketanim lealma. Stamalu have a mu'ad. Meketanim legedodim. Sarikha le mu'ad. Dedo have a mu'ad. Abzvid says that from ketanim in its species to regular ketanim, in another uh, uh, species. We're going to say that what? Minastam, he's not a mu'ad. Do you have to tell me that from ketanim to gedolim, that he's not a mu'ad? Which means you don't need that haidush. Which means when you tell me you're sure that's mu'ad le ketanim, and you're telling me that what? If you can't tell me like the papa, that stama, if it's mu'ad le ketanim, stama, it's not mu'ad for uh, Gedolim, I, I don't need you to tell me that. If for Ketanim, to other Ketanim, the Alma, if Ketanim in its own species, to other, and it, meaning it's natural for Tagore, let's say small uh, uh, g- uh, shores, but it's, we don't say Stama for Ketanim, the Alma, for, for another species. Oh, Stama, Loavi Muad. Minastam, we're going to say that what? It's not a, uh, a mu'ad. Because we learned already, shor shu mu'ad limino, a shor that is mu'ad for its own species, is not mu'ad for another species. You told me that already in the Resha. You told me already that if it's mu'ad for one species, it doesn't make mistama, it's not for another. Meketanim legedolim sadiqa lememu'ad, delavi mu'ad. Do you have to tell me that stama loavi mu'ad from ketanim to gedolim? So therefore, according to Rav Papa, Rav Zvid claims that this case would be superfluous. Kabbalah says, no, Rav Papa amal lecha et starich. No, I need the case of gedolim and ketanim. Salka datachamina ho'il uparatz be'bahumina. Since he's going after these animals in that species, even though it's small, I would say, parats be, he went after them, he became a parutz, lo shena gedolim ve lo shena ketanim I might say that, no, maybe stama, he becomes a mu'ad, even for the bigger uh, version of that species. Because it's the same species, and once already he sees wild when it comes to the species, maybe there's no difference. So therefore, kamash that's why I need the Mishnah to come and tell him, no, even in that case, so therefore, the Papa is able to answer the need of the second case of the Mishnah. Now the Gebaran says, The Papa makes the yuk from the first case of the Mishnah. Diktani. So what do we say in the beginning of the Mishnah? We said, Mu'ad le'adam eno mu'ad Which means, if, a, if an animal is a mu'ad for goring people, it does not make it necessarily a mu'ad for goring animals. So comes the Gemara and says, "I amar b'shlama enu mu'ad tenan 
But Papa's talking. If you can learn like me, that says Enu Mu'ad, meaning Stama, Lo Habe Mu'ad, meaning Stam, you could assume that Wa just because it's Mu'ad for Adam, doesn't mean it's Mu'ad for Behemah. Hakamashmalan, so it's a big Hadush, Tafilu Me Adam Le Behemah, that even though the, per, the animal is Mu'ad for a Adam, Name Stame Lo Habe Mu'ad. The Hadush is that it's still not going to be Mu'ad Minastam for a Behemah. Which means that already is a Hadush. Because if a short damages an Adam, now it's very hard to damage an Adam. As we learned earlier in the Masechet, a person has a certain Mazal. And therefore, the Chaurai should say if the animal gores an Adam three times, certainly it should be Mu'ad to gore a Behemah. Oh, so the Hadush of Papa comes along and says no. That Mu'ad le Adam in Mu'ad le Behema. Good. So that's already a Hadush. That you tell me, Minastam, just because it's Mu'ad for Adam, does not mean it's Mu'ad for at the Behema. There's a Hadush. Ela i amart ve in Mu'ad ketani. But if you're going to learn like Rav Zvid, that the Mishnah is saying ve in Mu'ad, meaning we're talking about a case where he gored a man three times, and we know for a fact meaning three animals were brought in front of him and he didn't gore them, which means you only have to know it for a fact, but minastam, indeed, he will be a mu'ad, which means if he's a mu'ad for an adam, he'll be a mu'ad for a behemah, which means you already told me in the other case, that a shore that's a mu'ad for one species, minastam, you're telling me what? He's a mu'ad for all animals. That's what Avzvi told. Minastam, if you're a mu'ad for one species, minastam, you're a mu'ad for other species. So for behemat, the behemat, you consider a mu'ad. Certainly, if he's a mu'ad for Adam, minastam, you'll be a, a, a mu'ad, the behemat, because behemat is harder. And therefore, from behemat to behemat, if you tell me stama, one mean to another mean is considered a mu'ad, certainly if he's a mu'ad for Adam, you don't have to tell me that. Certainly, means has been a stam. So, how is Rav Zavid going to answer that case? So, he says, no problem. Which means the case of mu'ad le Adam and in mu'ad it's going on a different scenario. It's going on an animal that already was a mu'ad. For an Adam uh, and a uh, Adam and not for a Behemah, and now the animal is trying to get back to its tam state. Oh, it was actually Mu'ad for both, which means it was a Mu'ad for Adam, Mu'ad le Behemah, the Hadar Behemah. Now, what happened? The animal retracted from goring Behemot. Wow. Because it was in front of the animal three times. Oh, however, Adam, he remained a Mu'ad. So we're talking about a case again, according to Rav Zavid. There's a tremendous Hadush in this case. He's Mu'ad le Adam and he was Mu'ad le Behemah. And then what happened? The animal went back from being Mu'ad le Behemah. So the Gemara says, Maudetema. I would have thought. Since he did not retract from goring Adam, that maybe I'll tell you that the Hazara by Behemah 
is also nothing, and therefore is considered a mu'af as well. Oh, the sevara over here is because since it's harder for a person to be for an animal to be mazik and adam than it is to mazik and behemah, so I can come along and say, well, now once already he's a mu'ad for both, the hazarah for behemah is nothing, and therefore I would have thought he remains a mu'ad for both. So the hadush of that part of the Mishnah is the hazarah the behemah mia hazarahi. That yes, the hazarah for behemah is indeed a hazarah, therefore he remains mu'ad le'adam, and in a mu'ad le'behemah. And that's exactly what the Mishnah is saying. Mu'ad le'adam in a mu'ad le'behemah means he was a mu'ad for both, for adam and behemah. And he retracted from the behemah, so the hadush is he remains retracted from behemah, and he remains a mu'ad for adam. So that's the way that Zvid can explain that case. Oh, so comes the Gemara and says, according to that Zvid, if you have a case of a shur that's mu'ad adam, minastam, again, he learns that Zvid, that minastam he'll be a mu'ad for a behemah. Unless you know for a fact. Because again, let's review. That Zvid's girsah was ve'eno mu'ad. Meaning you know for a fact that it's not mu'ad. Meaning, it gored a man three times, and you put three animals in front of it, and it didn't gore. Meaning, because you know. But if you don't know, you're going to say, Mu'ad Adam is Mu'ad Behema. has a question. Sumchus Omer is indeed a question from Sumchus. Sumchus said, Mu'ad Adam, Mu'ad Behema. Which means, if a person is, if an animal, I'm sorry, is Mu'ad Adam, so you could assume that while it's Mu'ad, the behema mikarva homer. He makes a kavah homer. Uma the adam muad the behema local chicken. That's right. Which means if he's a muad the adam, which is hard to go, certainly he should be a muad for a behema michnal, implying that what the tanakama ena muad kamar. Yeah, that's sumchus's opinion. Sumchus is saying muad the adam is muad the behema. But it's Masra Sumchus is arguing on somebody. And who is Sumchus arguing on? Tarakama of that Braita. It's Masra according to Tarakama that just because she's a Mu'ad le Adam does not make him a Mu'ad le Behema or le Chaura. That is going against Rabzvid, it's going against the Tarakama. So, Amanecha Rabzvid, Sumchus Ahazara Ka'e. Oh, that Braita over there, you also have to learn like I learned the Mishnah. That's going on, Hazara. Which means the Brayta is talking about a case where Ashur was a Mu'ad for an Adam and he was also a Mu'ad for a Behemah. And therefore, uh, he was a Mu'ad for both. And what happened? The animal was Hosea from his Mu'ad of a Behemah. Oh, so therefore he'll go to become a Tam for a Behemah while he remains a Mu'ad for Adam. This is what Sumchus was saying. You want to say that at least if he made a hazara for the behemah, he goes back to becoming a tam. He says, no. The hazara from behemah is nothing. If he's still a mu'ad for the more stringent, for the case of Adam, certainly because he made a hazara from the behemah, means nothing. That's Sumchus's opinion. But Tarakam will say no. That the Hazara from the Behemah at least makes him a tam for the Behemah, even though he remains a Mu'ad Adam, which is exactly the way that Zvid learned the case of the Mishnah. That he was a Mu'ad for both. He made a Hazara for the Behemah part. And then he remains Mu'ad Adam, Ve'er Mu'ad the Behemah.
Now comes the Gemara, is going to bring a Ra'ayah for Rav Zbid. Amar Rav Tashema. Come, we'll bring you a Ra'ayah for Rav Zbid from our Mishnah. Amru Lifner Bihuda. So I said in front of Rabbi Yehuda, You have an animal, that's what? It gores on Shabbatot, because again we said it's bored, it doesn't do work, so it gores on Shabbatot only, and it's not Mu'ad Lehol. Ahmad Lehim, so what did Rabbi Yehuda answer? What's the answer to the question? Shabbatot, Mishalem, Nezik Shalem, on Shabbatot you'll pay Nezik Shalem, Limotachol, Meshalem Hatsinezik. Right? And during the week of pay Hatsinezik. Now I Amar Pishlama Veenamuad Ketani. Now, if you're gonna learn like the way Ravzvid said, that we have the text Veenamuad, meaning he's a Muad for Shabbatot, and we know that he's not a Muad for during the week. Because animals went by him during the week and he did not gore. So Veenamuad is giving us a fact that we know that he's not a Muad for during the week. Oh, so therefore we understand. The students asked him that if he's a mu'ad for Shabbat, he's not a mu'ad for during the week. What's the din? And if you gave the answer, he's a mu'ad for Shabbat and he's a time for the week. However, But if the Mishnah is going like Rapapa, which is more a statement, mu'ad le Shabbat, mu'ad le Hol. That means the students were really making an esta- a statement. They were saying just because he's Mu'ad for Shabbat, he's not Mu'ad for Chol. So that's not a question. So Yabara says, Agmurehu deka magmerele? What are they teaching the rabbi halakha? It's as if they're telling Rabbi Yehuda. Fact, if he's a Mu'ad for Shabbat, in a Mu'ad de Chol. First of all, what are they teaching Rabbi Yehuda halakha? Vetu, ihu, mai kam lehu. What was Rabbi Yehuda answering? They weren't asking a question. It sounds like they were saying a statement. And therefore, it must be Meduyak, like the Zvid, that the proper text in the Mishnah is Ve'eno Mu'ad, which means that he's a Mu'ad for Shabbatot, and we know for a fact he's not a Mu'ad during the week because he was tested, and that was the question to Rav Yehuda. That he consider it, and he answered, like we said, Mu'ad the Shabbat, Ve'eno Mu'ad the Chod. Amar we can bring it a ayah from the first case of the Mishnah for Rav Zvid. Diktani et shemuadlo meshalem nezik shalem, veet sheeno muadlo meshalem chatzinezik. Which means we learned in our Mishnah if he's a muad for one species and not a muad for others. So for the one that he's a muad for, he pays nezik shalem, and for the one that he's not a muad for, he pays chatzinezik. I amar b'shlama ve'en a muad ketani, which means the Mishnah is giving us a case that we know for a fact he's a muad for let's say shivarim ve'en a muad. We know for a fact because he was tested three times and he didn't go that he's not a muad for others. So perushe kamefarishla. So the Mishnah is explaining that in the case that we just said, for the Mu'ad, he'll pay Nezik Shalem, and for the ones that is a Tam, to pay Hatsi Nezik. Ela i amat eno Mu'ad ketani. However, if you're going to learn like Rav Papa, that's making a statement. It's saying that if he's a Mu'ad for Shivarim, he's not a Mu'ad for other species, Paska, which means Talaka ends right there. The Hadush is in that itself. That Mr. Ma, he's not a Mu'ad for other things. My 
הוא עת שמועד לו משלם נזק שלם ועת שאין לו מועד לו משלם חצי נזק. עד השתה לא אשמיינן, דעתה משלם חצי נזק, מועד משלם נזק שלם? which means you gave me halacha, your hadush is in itself, that you're telling me that what? That mu'ad le-shivarim is in a mu'ad le-shar behemot. Finished. Period. That's your hadush. That mistamah, just because he's mu'ad for this, he's not a mu'ad for that. What is the mistamah to continue and then say, oh, for the mu'ad you pay this, for the time you say that. According to Rav Zvid, it's good. Because the case is talking about he's a mu'ad for these animals, and he's not a mu'ad for others, meaning he's not a mu'ad, he was tested by other animals and he did not gore. Oh, so the, that's a case already. So if that's a case, the Mishnah is to tell me the deen. And the deen is, for the ones that he's a mu'ad, he pays nezik shalem, and for the ones that he's not a mu'ad, he pays hatzinezik. But according to the papa, the Mishnah is just saying the fact, that you should know if he's a mu'ad for this, he's not a mu'ad for that. Mu'ad le shivarim, eno mu'ad, that's a fact. The Mishnah does not have to continue and say anything else. So therefore, we brought a few the ayot for Rav Zvid. However, the Gemara is going to now uh, bring an opinion based on Rav Papa. Then, if you want to tell me that what that Rav Papa's Gesa is correct, that if a short is a muad for one species. So Mistama, he's not a Mu'ad for other species. So now the question of the Gemara is, Nagah, Shor, Hamor, Vigamar. That even the Papa will agree that if the Shor gored three different species, it gored a Shor, a Hamor, and a Gamal, each one one time, Na'asa Mu'ad Lakol. Because once already he gored three different species, that shows us he's not prejudiced. He goes everything, which is even according to the opinion of Rav Papa that says, if he gored the same animal three times, he's not a Mu'ad for other species, that's only because he gored the same animal three times. But if he gored three separate animals, even Rav Papa will say he's considered a Mu'ad, lakol Tanu Rabbanan, we have a Braita. Ra'a Shor Nagah. Shor Velonagah. Shor Nagah. Shor velonagah. Shor nagah. Shor velonagah. Na'asa mu'ad l'sirugin l'shevarim. Which means basically the case is every other shor he gores. Which means the first one he gored, two he didn't. Three yes, four no. Five yes, six no. So the seventh shor that he will gore, he's considered a mu'ad and will have to pay nezik shalem. The eighth one, however, if he gores, it would be considered a tam. The ninth one, yes. The tenth one, no. So that's a mu'ad uh, l'sidugin. Meaning he's a mu'ad, but he, uh, in intervals. Every other one, he gores. And therefore, he's considered on the interval one of a mu'ad. He's considered nezik shalem. And for the one that's... Uh, for the Dilug, if he would go during the Dilug, that would be considered a Tam. Comes the Gemara and says, Tarun Abanan, Ra'ashor Nagah, Hamor Velonagah, Sus Velagah, Gamal Velonagah, Pered Nagah, Arod Velonagah, Nasam Wadis Rugin Lakol. So again, 
This case over here is he's also uh, alternating. He gored a shore, and then uh, he saw a hamor, and didn't do anything. He saw a horse, he gored, and got a camel, didn't do anything. The pit, the mule, he gored, and then he saw the wild donkey, which is the arod, and he didn't uh, gore. So he's a mu'ad sirugin lakol, which means, first of all, since he gored three different types, he's considered a mu'ad, but only a mu'ad for every other one, which means the seventh animal that he uh, gores, he'll be considered a mu'ad of pay nezik shalem, as the eighth, he only has to pay hatsi nezik. Ibayelehu, the Gemara has now a few questions. Nagah shor, shor, veshor. Hamor, vegamal, mahu. So all together over here, there's five gorings. Three shores in a row, then a hamor, and then a gamal. Well, hai shor batra, batar shivarim shadinamne. The third goring of the shore. Do you put that in the section of the shore gorings? And therefore the guys considered, the shores considered goring a shore three times, and therefore it'll only be considered a mu'ad for shivarim. That is only considered a mu'ad for shivarim and not for anything else. And it makes sense to say that because already he gored three times shivarim or two times shivarim. So Mr. Ma, the third goring is part of that first group and therefore he's only considered a mu'ad for shivarim. Or maybe you say, hai shor batra. Maybe the second uh, uh, or the third, I should say, a shore that he gored, batar hamor vegamal shadinande. Maybe you put it part of the second section, and therefore it's shore hamor gamal, therefore he's a muad for everything. And therefore indeed he becomes a muad for all species. Gemara asks a similar question. Hamor vegamal shore, 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 mahu. So this case over here, hai shore kama. So the first shor, which means the third animal that it gored, was a shor. But well, where do you put it? The batar, hamor, vegamal, shadinane. Do you put it after the first three gorings? Because that's the first section. So therefore it's going to be considered a mu'ad for everything. And therefore, Or maybe you're going to put it by the shivarim. And therefore... You only have a hamor and a gamad and shor shor shor, and therefore I'll say ve'akat the shvarim would yaid lemina hadin alo yaid. That's part of the question. Kibara asks a similar question. Shabbat, Shabbat, ve'Shabbat, ve'had ve'Shabbat, ve'sheni ve'Shabbat. He go three Shabbatot, then on a Sunday and then on a Monday. So hi Shabbat, but right that the last Shabbat, where do you put it with? Patar Shabbatu de Shadina, that you put part of the first group, and therefore is considered Bakati de Shabbatu de Iyaid, the Motahondo Iyaid, only be considered a Muad for Shabbatu, but not for weekdays. Odilma, Batara Harba Shabbat, Vishni Bishabat Shadina, or maybe you put the last Shabbat, part of Shabbat, Sunday, Monday, and therefore Iyaid de Chodioma, maybe it's considered Muad for the entire week. And Gabriel goes the other way. Hamishi Bishabat, Fairim Shabbat, Vishabat, Shabbat, Vishabat. He gored on Thursday, Friday, Shabbat, Shabbat, and Shabbat. Then the consecutive Shabbatot. 
So high Shabbat Kamaita. So the first Shabbat, which the third goring, Thursday, Friday, Shabbat, Batar Hamishim Shabbat, Ve'erim Shabbat Shadid. And you put it with the Thursday, Friday, Shabbat, and therefore, Iyayin, they call the Yom, is considered a Gora for the entire week, is considered a Mu'ad. Odilma, Hai Shabbat, Kamaita, maybe the first goring of Shabbat, Batar Shabbatot, you put it with the grouping of the Shabbats that come after it, and therefore, Ul Shabbatot, that maybe is only considered Mu'ad for Shabbatot itself. The Kabbalah on all these questions leaves it in a tiku. Now the Gemara comes along and gives a, another scenario. Nagach Shor Yom Hamisha Asar Bechodeze Yom Shisha Asar Bechodeze Yom Shiva Asar Bechodeze Which means you have an ox that gored three months. The first month it gored on the 15th day, the second month on the 16th day, and the third month on the 17th day. So now he has a certain pattern over here. So do we say that this can make him a mu'ad for a dilug? Meaning the next month if he gores on the 18th, so already he did 15, 16, 17, so he has a pattern. Already if he would go on the 18th on the next month, uh, therefore you already be considered a Mu'ad so that's the Gemara's uh, question how do you deal with that case so Gemara says it's actually a machloket between Rav and Shmuel by the laws of Nida there is a certain law of Nida of a lady that has a set veset or a set cycle now veset kavua can be established in different ways for example a lady for three months in a row gets her nida exactly on the same day. So that's already considered Vesit Kavua. Nafka Mirava Vesit Kavua. That if let's say she becomes Tema'ah on that day, you can assume that the Tum'ah came on that day and it did not come before without her knowing about it. Therefore, if let's say she touched anything until that point, you can assume she's pure until she actually saw. Now she ain't a lady that does not have a set cycle. When she finally sees blood, you have to assume that maybe it came already 24 hours before. Therefore, anything she touched within 24 hours is retroactively going to become Tema'ah. In any way, we're discussion over between David and Shemuel is the establishment of a Veset Kavua by a lady. So it says, the Let's say the lady got her first Nida on the 15th of the month. The Yom And then she got it on the 16th of the next month. The Yom Shiva'asar Bahodaj and then on the seventeenth of the next Rav Amar Kamala Vesit. And therefore she has already Kivirut Vesit of the months, meaning skipping one day a month. And therefore the next month, the eighteenth day already, that's already she has a Vesit Kavua. Ushmuel Amar Achitashalej Bedilu. So Shmuel says no. It's not enough just to have three times. You have to have actually four times, four dilugim. She's the first dilug. It's not considered dilug. Which is the first time she's on the fifteenth of the month. That doesn't count. It's got to have at least two days. So therefore, you count from the fifteenth, and then she saw the sixteenth. That's considered one. Then the sixteenth to the seventeenth, and the seventeenth to the eighteenth. So she altogether had four scenes. That's the way Shemuel understands it. So therefore, just like Rabbi Shemuel, have a mahluk and how to establish a visit of an idah, same thing we're going to say how they establish the mu'ad of a shur. According to Rab, if a shur go on the 15th, and then the 16th and the 17th, already on the 17th, uh, he's considered a mu'ad for dilug. And therefore, he does not have to uh, make another dilug for the, uh, for the next month. 
which means so long as he saw 15, 16, 17, he already considered a muad. Whereas according to Shemuel, he has to make a dilug for three times, which means it has to be four gorings. Which means that last three are considered a dilug. Meaning he went from 15 to 16. Also, 16 is considered the first dilug. Because you count 15, you don't count 15. 15 is the first time he gored, that means nothing. So from 15 to 16, then 16 to 17, and 17 to 18. So then already he becomes a muad for dilug when he gores already by the 18th time, which is the fourth goring. So anyway, it's a machloka, just like Manida. It's a machloka. When does the vessel become kavor? On the third uh, seeing? Whereas according to Shirav, it's on the 15th, 16th, 17th, it's a Vesek Whereas according to Shemuel, she would not have a Vesek until the following month. So similar to the Mahlokat by Nida is the Mahlokat by a uh, ox that uh, has a uh, Dilug, that how many uh, Dilugim they actually have to have. Rav will say three Gorings, and Shemuel will say four Gorings. Amar Shama Kol Shofar Benagah, Kol Shofar Benagah, Kol Shofar Benagah, if the animal heard the voice of a shofar and a gourd, and then I heard it again and a gourd, and again a gourd, so that's a mu'at for shofarot, meaning he's going to have to pay nezek shalem, which means if somebody rolls a shofar again and this animal goes out and gores, he's considered a mu'at for this, and therefore we'd have to pay nezek shalem. The Gibbara says, Peshita, what do you mean? Isn't that obvious? The Gibbara says, No. I would have thought, Hach shofar. Kamat, that the first blowing of the shofar, which means I say the animal just got scared, and because she got scared, she gored. You don't count that nigiha, I would have thought, as the first of the gorings. Which means maybe that's just because it was a reflex, got nervous and heard the horns, Kamashmalan, that what? That even the first one is part of the minyan, and therefore after already it heard it three times. So now the Baal is Hayab to watch the animal. If he does not, he indeed has to pay Nezek Shadim. And the Hadush is that the first one counts as well. And we don't say that he just had a knee jerk reaction because of the fear that that's why he kicked or, 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 or gored. Hilawat, indeed it is Mr. Rev to the Minyan. Baruch Adonai Amen ve Amen.